0: cross, hallelujah, for the remission of our sins, John chapter 12, John 12, verse 46, and then we'll read 35 and 36. title of my sermon is silent light okay i almost called it angels take themselves lightly but silent light the gospel of john the 12th chapter the 46th 45th verse 46th verse says i have come into the world as a what so that no one who believes in me should stay in darkness verse 35 Then Jesus told them, you are going to have the light just a little while longer. Walk while you have the light. Before darkness overtakes you. The man who walks in the dark does not know where he is going. Put your trust in the light while you have it. So that you may become sons of light. When he had finished speaking, Jesus left and what? Hid himself from them. So he had a gun away from the light. Verse 36 King James says, while you have the light, anybody have the King James Version? What does it say there? Belief. While you have the light, believe. Father, I pray that your light would illuminate our hearts, our minds, mine as well. Lord, that we would be able to walk in the light and have no fellowship with the unfruitful works of darkness. Lord, this is a simple sermon, Lord God, with those four points. Lord, and I need your help here to, to be able to convey what you want to bring out to your your church about the light. I've had so much confirmation throughout this day, throughout this week about this sermon. Lord, and I I pray that it would just fall on on good soil, pay dirt, that we would be able to become all you want us to be. We bless you and we praise you on this Christmas Eve service. In Jesus' name we pray. And everybody together said, Amen. Amen. You may be seated. Silent light. A few years ago, some of you probably remember because... Usually when Pastor Steve gives illustrations, most of you were too young to remember, not this one. Uh, <clears throat> there was a hotel chain, and it was a lot. Usually, you know, the big, the big chains put on commercials on TV. <clears throat> this time it was like, I think, the, the Motel 6. I'm like, yeah, it was Motel 6, I think, you know. They're not a big, big chain. They're not a Hilton or a Ritz-Carlton. <clears throat> but they, they, they were, you know, doing some advertisement on, and commercials on television and on radio, mostly on radio. And at the end of the commercial, they say, oh, and by the way, we'll leave the light on. Uh, and we'll leave the light on for you. You know, light has a way of bringing hope. And that's what I really want to bring out here in the outset of my message. That light is analogized with hope. I mean, even when we leave the lights on in our porches. Most people, when they're driving by, and they, if they see a light on, especially at night, that usually means... But somebody within that context of that family isn't home yet. They're getting ready. They're going to come home a little bit later. They're going to get in from L.A. maybe a little bit later on. So we leave the light on. Light carries with it an anticipation and an anticipation of hope. Whenever you see the light on. That's what it does. I don't know if any of you have ever been on a plane. But most of you will eventually. Especially if you belong to this ministry now. You shepherds, you. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. But you will. Because this is a ministry that we travel all over the place. And I've had, you know, many times traveling when we're, we're up, in, you know, up in the air and, all, and at nighttime. And then all of a sudden we get into the clouds. The, the, you know, the, the, the guy will say, the captain will say, we're getting ready to land now. We're, supposed, we're proceeding down. But we get into the clouds. And sometimes it can get a little scary. Don't say it doesn't. I've been through my stages. I've been flying for many years now. There's stages when I'm like, you know, especially in the beginning, I look around, you know, see if anybody else is as scared as me. <laughs> uh, I know the feeling. Uh, but by and large, now I'm just like so used to it. But sometimes when we're coming down to the clouds. And anytime you hit the clouds, clouds are not that lightly. They, they, they have some matter to them because the planes always shake when you're by the clouds, always. You know, clouds are not just little things there. Uh, and so they always shake. And then, you know, we try and be real cool. They're coming down, down, down. And fine, and you can't see nothing. You're wondering, how's the pilot doing it? He's got it on automatic. Hallelujah. Huh? He's got it on autopilot. But they're coming down. And then finally, I don't know if you've ever been there. Finally, when it's getting down a little low and you can see the lights of the city. Oh, yeah. Then you start appraisal. Oh, you start acting real bad now, you know. We're going to win. By golly, going to win, you know. And now you feel real good. Because lights have a way of bringing hope to people. Uh, Hope hits the heart. See, people that are in darkness are always very delighted to see light. Light usually always is a symbol of hope. Are you with me? Christ said, I have come into the world to be a light. To bring hope to a sin-sick, dark world. Now, here in our opening verse, there in John chapter 12. Christ says that He has come to the world to bring light. So that those that would believe in Him should not have to stay in darkness. See, the world that we live in today is full of darkness. How many can say amen to that? Uh, it, It does. But Christ says, I am the light of the world. So, tonight I want us to look at a few of the attributes of light. A few of the attributes of hope, okay, that Jesus can make in our lives today. In other words, I'm going to give you four attributes... That light brings with it. And if Jesus is a light, then Jesus brings those four attributes into our lives and into our world as well. Are you with me? Here's what light does. And if light does that, that means Jesus does it as well. Number one, light attracts attention. Today, we were coming to the service and one of my daughters was with me. me, And this guy was like me. But I, I I don't act like I used to before. And this guy wanted to turn. He's in a hurry, probably to get to, you know, to do the family something, you know. And he wanted to turn. And it was right here. And you guys know this light. Isn't, isn't that light too much? The one over here on Harder and whatever and all those other little streets. You think you're in Manila, you know. <clears throat> I mean, that's that light. Uh, it, it does beat going all the way to Tennessee coming around this way, okay, all right, when you come off of Jackson. But that light. Well, this one guy couldn't take it. <clears throat> and he's. He's gunning it. He wants to turn left. And the light had just turned red when we got there. But he wants to turn already. That's a long light. Come on, you know it. And he's gunning. All of a sudden, a light comes on behind him. But there was a truck by us. We didn't couldn't see it, my daughter and I, but we said, It's the man. It's the man. He got him. Real masochistica. No, 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 no. But the guy went around him, he, he chased somebody else. <laughs> but see, light has a way of getting our attention. That's what Jesus did when he came to this planet. Ah, uh, Whenever a, ca- a camera flashes his light bulb, it gets our attention, does it not? Police lights, like I said, get our attention. Ah, uh, Thank God you're saved now because you don't have to utter these words any longer. Whenever you see those lights, busted. No more, no more, no more, no more. You, you know, you You've paid your ticket, hallelujah, because huh? you're an upstanding citizen now. Uh, but Have you ever had a, 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 you know, spotlight put on you? How about a flashlight, guys? <laughs> Let me see the Ah, uh, It gets your attention. Look at Isaiah chapter 9, verse 2. We're going to look about four different portions of Scripture here today. Isaiah chapter 9, verse 2. That's the first attribute of light, which is an attribute of Christ. It attracts our attention. Isaiah chapter 9 verse 2 says, The people walking in darkness have seen a great light. This was prophecy about Jesus anyways. On those living in the land of the shadow of death, a light has dawned. See, the birth of Jesus nearly 2,000 years ago, it really attracted more attention than most people would like to think. Okay, yes, he came to shepherd. yes, he came at night, but it, but it attracted a lot of attention because light always does. Though it was a seemingly insignificant birth, it really wasn't. Because light always attracts attention. Yes, he was born of peasant parents. So who was really going to notice? He also was born away from home. Okay, he, I mean, he, they had to travel to Bethlehem. There was not a lot of family members there. There weren't grandparents there to brag. That's my little mijo came out of my loins. Uh, look, 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 at what she gave me. Oh, thank you. There was not a lot of family there. Okay. He was born in Bethlehem, a really, really insignificant Israeli village. That's all it was. He was born at night while most people are asleep. He was born before the invention of the printing press, before television, before radio, Before email, there was really not a whole lot of notoriety to to get all the, the, the news out there. Okay? So who in the world was going to notice? Well, God saw to it, my friend, that Jesus got his due attention. Because light always gets our attention. See, shepherds were out keeping watch over their flock. And the Bible says an angel and the glory of the Lord shined around them. The brightness of the angels immediately captivated the shepherds to the point where it frightened them. But the light shone upon them. The angels told the shepherds regarding the birth of Christ, and they went to the manger. And as the shepherds got to the manger, the Bible says, all the sky was aglow with the host of angels. God got people's attention. Then the shepherds turned evangelists, and they began to tell everybody what had happened. The light was beginning to shine and was capturing a whole lot of attention. As a matter of fact, for a number of days, Jesus was the talk of the town there in Bethlehem. Did you hear about that light that happened last night? Wow. I mean, anytime there's a meteorite com- uh, or comets going around, everybody just talks about it. Who did you see the, the, the sky last night? It, it lit. It was a glow. Light always gets our attention. Even as Jesus grew up, he usually was the center of What? attention. Yes, he was. Thousands of of people followed everywhere he went. Crowds followed him. Once while he was teaching, the crowd was so thick, he had to get on a boat and go a little bit out out of the shore in order to teach the people. Because crowds followed him, he was a center of attention. That's what a light does. One time, the, the, the place where he was teaching was so packed out with people, they had to make, four men had to make a hole in the roof to get his attention. To bring down somebody that needed to be healed. Ah, Matthew 21, 8 says, a very large crowd spread their coats as he came on a donkey into Jerusalem. Look at John 12:19. John chapter 12, same chapter that we covered, verse 19. This is a very enlightening verse as to my sermon here this evening. John chapter 12, the same chapter that we opened up with. Verse 19 though this time. It says there, so the Pharisees said to one another, see, this is getting us nowhere. Look how who? The whole world has gone after him. <clears throat> Man, talk about a large crowd. The whole world, he got the whole world's attention. That's how you can see that song, he got the whole world in his hands. I mean, everybody found out about the light coming. Even when he was arrested, the Bible says there was a large crowd that came to arrest him. He got people's attention. So, we see that from the birth of Jesus to even to his death, Jesus was being the light. He attracted many, many people. He attracted attention. And as Jesus was an attracting light, we as well as followers of Christ, believers, as Christians, we are to shine and to attract attention as well. The Bible says, a city on a hill cannot be hid. So number one, light attracts attention. Number two, the second thing that light does. And Jesus is the light of the world. Light gives us direction. It guides us. Number two, if you're writing, taking notes, it guides. It attracts attention, number one. But then also it guides. All right. A guiding light. Now, The original soap opera. Hallelujah. He directs us. See, light directs us to our destinations. A lighthouse helps steer boats away from danger. That's what a lighthouse does. Lights on a runway help planes to land safely. Thank God for that. Or how about those, those little reflectors on our streets and highways? Thank God for those. I don't even know how we made it without them. Some guy from England, I think, invented those things. But man, in those, those dark nights when you're, you know, driving down and... and Thank God for those reflectors. Uh, they guide us. That's what light does. Uh, without those things, we'd world we, would be in all kinds of accidents. And that's what Jesus came to this world to do. That's what the Bible says. Remember when, when he was born? The Bible says there was a, there was a, a, a star in, in the night that guided the magi, the, the, the wise men, uh, to Bethle, to where Jesus was. Uh, see, Jesus came... To give direction to our lives. Look at Luke chapter 1. Luke chapter 1, verses 78 to 79. <clears throat> Luke chapter 1, verses 78 to 79. It says there, because of the tender mercy of our God, by which the rising sun will come to us from heaven to shine on those living in darkness. And in the shadow of death, to guide our feet into the path of peace. See, Jesus takes his job as a light, as a beacon, as a guide, as a shepherd, if you will. As a shepherd guiding his people. He takes his job very, very seriously. He wants so much to guide us into all truth. Thus, my friend, and praise God for this. Whenever you and I face major decisions in our lives... We need to understand, my friend, that we don't have to make those decisions alone. God is right there with us. How many lives has that, 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 that portrait, that picture touched that says footprints? I mean, everybody's heard it. I mean, you know, but it's, it can never really be played out. Because we know that God's guiding us. God's taking care of us. I'd have it no other way. Many times I've quoted a song that I heard many years ago. It says, the world is holding on to nothing, still it won't let go. But thank God that we're holding on to something. And somebody's holding on to us. Thank God for that. We have a guiding light. We have somebody that, whenever we have to make major decisions in our lives, he's with us. We're never without help and never without hope. See, Christ will be a lamp unto our feet and a light unto our path. We as believers have a help in our lives that the world doesn't have. Years ago, I mean, I, I, I came up with the with the conclusion that salvation means what? Help. Ah. Uh, has been my disciple for 20 years he remembers salvation means what help see we have help now that we didn't have before how many were on drugs don't raise your hands how many used a drink don't raise your hands ah somebody used to drink you couldn't raise nothing huh? before but i mean you know what it was like and i tell people before jesus in my life i mean especially in a, you know holiday like this I used to walk down the street with a bottle of rainy ale, and the police would go by, and I'd go like this. I'm exaggerating, but I'd almost. Uh, I didn't care. You're going to arrest me for drinking beer? I'm a drug addict. Uh, I, I had a friend of mine one time. The police parked in, and the police were hanging out. He got out of the police car. I mean, he got out of his car, ran into the police car, opened the door, and got in. I mean, you know, we were, now, but now, but now, lights go on, we uh, we get a parking ticket. We don't want to go to jail anymore. No, we don't. Come out it's stupid to go to jail. We don't, because now we got help. Before we didn't give an olyasis, we didn't care. Hey, you know, so what? Copper, come in and get me. Uh, not no more. No, 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 no. Hope it's up for me. Oh, thank God. I mean, that guy today—he must have been all happy when the cop just went around him and get somebody else. Ah, uh, he should have just come and came to church. Hallelujah! After that, thank God. Uh, but now we have help that we didn't have. See, we have somebody to guide us, somebody to protect us, somebody to watch over us. Ah, uh, salvation means help. We have a certain counsel that was not afforded to us before, and that is not afforded to the world. We have counsel in our lives. I remember years ago, my wife taught this lesson. I want, to bring her, I want to bring this very quickly out to you because it made a lot of sense. And she said, God has four ways of speaking to us. One of them is the Word of God. Second of them, all is His Spirit. Thirdly is His leaders, people, men and women of God. And what was the fourth one? Anybody remember? Circumstances. Because if we don't listen to God's word, if we won't listen to God's people, if we don't listen to God's spirit, then really, God's going to get your attention one way or another. Uh, Circumstances. Busted. Man, can't win for losing. God will get your attention. Because why? He wants to guide us. Thank God for that. See, Jesus will direct us even at times that we don't even know about. He'll be there. He'll be guiding and protecting us, wooing us on. Then the third thing that light does, and that Jesus does because he's the light of the world, is that light dispels or light gets rid of darkness. See, light is always, always more powerful than darkness. If you're going to hear anything in my sermon, listen to this one. Light is always, always way more powerful than darkness. Let there be light, hallelujah. Thank God for the light. Now, I need to stay with me here. When Jesus was born, they're in the manger. He came to a very spiritually dark world. And when King Herod heard about this, the Bible says, he got all panicky. He says, there's another king, King Jesus, the Messiah. No. So he he had all the babies killed. Uh, The Bible says, and let me read this. The Bible says, because he was so threatened, he formed a plot to murder Jesus. Then it ends by saying, there was a great weeping and mourning heard even in Ramah. Rama was the father. It was like Eureka. From here to Eureka. That's how panicky Herod was. And they didn't have cars back then. They traveled by foot and by horseback. He had people killed, babies killed all the way to Eureka. Because he was panicking. Ah. That's how King Herod was. But the light could not be put out. Bible says God came to Joseph, the father of... Jesus in a dream and said, get out of here. Go to go to Egypt. And he, they stayed in Egypt until guess what? Until when? Until King Herod died. The king of darkness died, but the king of light never dies. Because God will protect him. God protected him. The king of kings still lives. Jesus lives. You can't put out the light. The light is more powerful than darkness. Thank God we're serving that king. King Herod died, but not King Jesus. Can't be put out. Ah. See, Jesus, the light of the world, lives. Because light is more powerful than darkness. Remember when he went into the the house of God and there was, he called it a den of thieves? Because they were selling and gambling, doing all that stuff outside of God's house. What did he do? He rolled up his sleeves and got out the whip and whipped all them people. Get out of here. Turn over the, the gambling and all that stuff that was happening there. Ah, uh, the illegal selling. Got rid of it. Took out the darkness. They, well, you would have thought they would have gotten all mad. But they couldn't. Because light is always more powerful than darkness. He wasn't afraid. He went right into it and said, "Hey, This, this is God's house and you've made it into a den of thieves. He didn't fool around. Uh, see, darkness was, was unable to survive in God's house. Even the darkness of racial injustice was dealt with by the light of Jesus. Uh, I mean, the other day, we need to pray for Renee. Any of you know, some of you may not, you know who is our music minister. Her mother passed away. And I went to her funeral, her mother's funeral. Matter of fact, I, I said a few words at the funeral. They gave me about three, four minutes. I took five. All good ministers do. Uh, but, uh, no, I only took four. Uh, but I, when I... During those four minutes, I said, listen, this woman was a teacher. Her mother was a teacher. very I mean, uh, her whole school, the school, people that taught in her school in, in Santa Rosa came down for the, it was a great funeral, maybe one of the top, top funerals I've ever been in my life, powerful funeral. But I mentioned, you know what? This woman was a teacher, and she taught Sister Renee, I said, she taught her good. She taught her how to cook, thank God. Because she was a good cook, the mother. Uh, she taught her how to sing, thank God. She said, because she was a music teacher. Then I said, then she also taught her not to look at the color of one's pigmentation. Because look at all the people. There was all five different nationalities were in that funeral that day. Every race, creed, and cut was there. Ah, uh, I met a Buddhist from Japan. She was there. Uh, witness to her, hallelujah. Uh, but, I mean, that's what Jesus does. He dispels darkness even... The, my friend, he comes against racial injustice. He spent time, the Bible says, with the Samaritans. While the Jews were not supposed to be, have any dealings, the Bible says, at all. They were not supposed to have any dealings with the Samaritans. Jesus had dinner with them. He spent time with them, days with them. He didn't care. Uh, because that's what light does. It dispels the darkness of injustice. Light always does it. That's what we're doing in Manila. We're sending people over there to be a light. And boy, is it shining. The mayor of the city, the light shone upon him. The governor of that state has given us a three-room school that we can use as a men's home. The light is shining, people. Ah. He even invaded the sordid world of demons and death. He wasn't afraid of demons. He was the light. Come out of there. Ah. Even death had no sting upon him. You talk about the movie Scream and I Know What You Did Last Whatever. They should make a movie about Jesus. Man. Huh. Yeah. He wasn't afraid of nothing. Shush. I'm talking about light, but not about heat. Hallelujah. They put the heater on today. Ah, uh, let there be heat. Hallelujah. Too much. Uh, but he, he even took on death. That's what light does. It's more powerful than darkness. See, I mean, I'm telling you. scream. And and the movie tells, you know, I know what you did last summer. They couldn't hold a candle to what Jesus did. And what he does even today through his people. When Christ was crucified, the Bible says, darkness fell upon the earth from the course of noon until 3 3 p.m. But then the Bible says, an angel of the Lord came and shone into the tomb where Jesus was. And the light got rid of all the darkness. Light preceded the resurrection. Because light is always more powerful. Than darkness. See, God has a way of sending uh, signals and moments of light to remind us that light is always most powerful than darkness. Thank God we're on the light side. Then, fourth and lastly, the last attribute of light is that light has a way of revealing reality. If you're taking notes right now, it has a way of revealing reality. And when I was putting this message together, I, I couldn't help, I know Lenny wasn't going to be here today. He called me and he time with his family. But Lenny would probably remember, if anybody would remember, it was Lenny because Lenny loved Pastor Cal. Pastor Cal would come and see Esteban asleep. He used to call Esteban boy of God. Pastor Cal, great, great guy. Uh, But he had this one illustration. He had several, but there's one that always stuck out to me about how he, there was a guy who married this woman because this woman could sing. She was, you know, real, hallelujah, hallelujah the 10th noel she could sing i can't and that really attracted you know the guy to the lady and he finally you know he started dating her he proposed she said yes they got married they were on their wedding day and he was all happy he married mrs Tonsels. you know hallelujah so he was all happy you know a lot of times i check out the guys I check out the girls that can sing laura you know who the guys are that check out the girls, are the ones that think they're going to be ministers? Ooh, she could sing before I preach. Be careful. Hallelujah. She can sing. A little, just a little, you know, I thought I'd throw that in for, you know. So that's what attracted this guy to the girl. I guess he thought he was going to be a preacher. And he married her. He hooked it up with her. Then, on their wedding night, turned into the wedding morning. He woke up in the morning Before her. Then she woke up. (coughs) She reached for her teeth. (laughs) Victory outreach for your teeth. Uh, She had a peg leg. Uh, I forgot how Kel told it. She she had something wrong with her eyes. I think some kind of an eye. You know. He looked at her and he says. Sing, woman, sing! <laughs> oh, Kelly's used to tell us so good. Sing, woman, sing! <laughs> See, light has a way of revealing. <laughs> uh, so does marriage, too. Hallelujah. Uh, it reveals reality. Are you with me? Light reveals reality. You know why men and women like to, you know, get into romantic moods under candlelight? You know why? You know when, they like, when, they, when they're dating and they like to have dinner under candlelight? Uh, because in a dark lit room we look a whole lot better. <laughs> the angel of the Lord protects me. Hallelujah. <laughs> See, because I'm right here under the whole light. Ay, ay, ay. Canta y no llores. See, the flaws and the wrinkles are not quite as discernible under an ill-lit candle. Hallelujah. Darkness conceals reality. Look at 1 Thessalonians 5.7. Matter of fact, let me, just let me quote it. It says, those that sleep, sleep at night. And those that get drunk, get drunk at night. That's what 1 Thessalonians 5.7 says. See, most crime and most immorality happens under the cover of darkness. It does. Not during the daytime. It's mostly at nighttime. When the cockroaches come out. Uh, Creepy crawlers, we call them. Because night is a lot easier to conceal our behavior Uh, under the guise of night. Even Jesus, when he was arrested, the Bible says he was arrested at night. The Bible goes on to say that he told the people that arrested him, he says, I was teaching in the temple in broad daylight. He says, Why didn't you arrest me then? And then he goes on to say, But now is your hour when darkness reigns. He says, you could have arrested me during the day. Why would you come at night with these torches? Because you wanted to do it in the cover of night. Uh, He says, but I know that was your hour. Because your hour of darkness reigns. See, light exposes reality. Now, when you're trying to hide and conceal something, you don't want the truth revealed. And if we may have, you know, some secret sin, then we really don't want the light of Jesus Christ to shine on our lives. One last scripture before I close. Look at Job chapter 12, verse 22. Job chapter 12, verse 22. You know, when you're involved in secret sin, you don't want you to, don't, you, don't, you don't want to, I mean, you don't even want to come to church. And if you have to come to church, you're like, hear somebody say amen, so you say amen. Here's somebody say glory to God, so you say glory to God. Ah, the summer wasn't for you, you whew, made it. Hallelujah, there is a God. Aye, i aye. Ah, See, light exposes reality. Job 12, verse 22. Do you have it? It says there, he reveals the deep things of what? And brings deep shadows into the light. That's what God does. That's the reason why people didn't like Jesus. They rejected him when he came to this planet. Because he made them feel very uncomfortable. You ever been in a dark room when all of a sudden somebody turns the light on? My wife should have said amen because I do that a lot to her. Uh, I mean, uh, I mean, people have said Josie listens while she's asleep, while she sees while she's asleep. I'll go even a step further. I mean, I will come in, you know, and I turn on the light. What are you doing? Turn that light off. Uh, man, I thought you were in Oregon cutting these. What happened? Ah. Uh, See that's the way many people are with Jesus. Get that Bible out of here. Uh, take that manger scene and we'll take commandments out of the school. Get them out of here, because he brings in the light. They shed light upon darkness. So now thank God we got to take commandments back in the schools. Gonna be some. Thank God for that. I mean that's gonna make people think. That's why street meetings are so important. Really to go out there and let your light shine. Even if we don't lead nobody, in the Lord, it doesn't matter. People are gonna see us. Let there be light. Ah, many of you heard the first street meeting we ever had in Decoro, wherever that is? Ah, I mean, we went in there and we snuck up on the guy, surprise attack, because we never had a street meeting there before, that was our first what? We had a bullhorn, me and another pastor, and five other people. Ah, and we got out of the van and we we told them the night before, we're going to have a street meeting. We had church on Friday, Saturday, we're going to go hit the streets in Decoro, we're going to have a street meeting. We had a bullhorn. And many of you already know the story, but some of you don't. I mean, we, we, we got right there where they call the main. It's a little side street right there. Got out of the van, prayed, got ready. Went out there. and We got this bullhorn. Beep, beep, beep. People of Dakota. What a way to start a street meeting now. We're here to make you think about God. 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 I don't think they would ever heard that before. Uh, maybe they had it years before, but now here we were. Victor now he's in the house. Think about God. I don't want to think about God. So what? They all started. What they did this for about almost three years in Dakota. Every time we come, all right home. So catch you later. Right, see you later, okay? See you later. Right? Uh, then as soon as we do our thing and then get out and leave, they're all start coming back. Big tough, rough motor scooter dudes, you know. All right, 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 right. You know, man. See light. Like dispels and gets rid of darkness and that's what it always does ah uh, see but once you walk in the light you're really never content to walk in darkness again I know that it has all these you know attributes but then hey man when the light has been revealed in your life thank God for that while you have the light believe <clears throat> let me end with this and I read this the other day and uh, I thought it was a great illustration for here because it's a true story about a painter who painted a picture he painted a painting. It was a dark, gloomy, cold-looking kind of a picture, painting. He, it was a storm happening, okay. It was a winter time, and it had a cabin off to the side of, of that painting. Real dreary painting. Bleak, terrible. But then the painter did this. He used all kinds of odd colors, dark colors. But then he went and got a real small, small brush, and he went and he dipped the brush in a little bit of gold paint little bit of gold paint he went back to the painting and right there in the side of the cabin on one of the windows he put a little dot pow, little gold dot pow, on one of the one of the windows signifying light that little touch of gold on that painting ah uh, with that little brush, what that thing did, uh, it was able to transform that picture from a picture of coldness to warmth. From a picture of death to life. From a picture of gloom to gladness. That's what Jesus can do for all of us. That little touch of gold. Beep. That's what happened when, Jesus was gonna, when God was going to destroy, destroy the world. With the the flood? What happened? He heard one little beep, glimmer of hope. He heard a hallelujah in Noah's house. All you gotta do is if your family going through things, hallelujah. There's hope in your family. That's what light does. Just that one little touch of gold. Beep. I mean, thank God that God looked down upon my life 26 years ago almost, and He saw something here that was a little touch of gold a speck of gold. I couldn't see it. My friends couldn't see it. But God saw it. Beep. There was a light in here. Still shining. While you have the light believe. I preached at the World Conference two years ago on that scripture. And I used the illustration again of my wife and I. Because that's always the case. Usually, when I turn on the light, she's all mad. Okay, but that's the first light. Then I turn it off. Then I go and I get ready. I go into my, the restroom there. You know, we got a nice house. So then she sleep now. I want to make sure because my wife can go to sleep like that, quick. Uh, so she doesn't know where she's at again. <clears> then <throat> I'm getting ready. This time I'm a lot smarter. What I do, is I come. And especially during Christmas time. Uh, I flick on the light real fast, real fast. I mean, I even get ready. I go like this, you know. Then I go, and I look, and I look for the safest passage. Sometimes I gotta go, you know. (sighs) You know? Because while I have the light, I have to believe. Because I can't leave the light on. <laughs> so when I have the light, I have to, be, I have to, I have to you, know, you know, put out my, my path of, part of entry. How am I going to do it? Because you're not always going to have the light. Some of you here tonight, while you have the light, believe. Because you're not always going to have the light. There might not always be that speck of gold in your heart. You've got to figure it out now now is the accepted time behold now today is the day of salvation you might not have that light anymore it, the darkness can, can fill your heart uh, while you have the light believe have faith make up your mind during the light because you're not always going to have illuminating moments like this like you have right now in the presence of God not everybody, that's what the Bible says while you have the light believe. because you're not always going to have the light the devil can come in and, 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 and rob you silly scare you silly Rob you and scare you into hell itself. Talk about darkness. And great is the weeping in the darkness thereof. I want every head bowed and every eye closed. Silent light. Light always gets our attention. It always reveals... Reality. It's always stronger than darkness then it guides us but while you have that light you need to believe because you're not always going to have that opportunity you're not always going to have that light shining there's going to be times in your life when you're not even going to be able to consider the things of god you have that opportunity here tonight and i want to pray for those of you that say brother steve the sermon shined right on my heart tonight it illuminated my life it illuminated my life and i want to take advantage of that sermon and I want the light of Christ to shine in my darkness. As every head is body, an close spirit of God moving and ministry, you say, I want to be able to walk in the light. Because as I said earlier, once you walk in the light, you won't be content to walk in the darkness. You shouldn't be content. Walk in the light, the Bible says. As every head is body, right, close spirit of God moving and ministry, you say, This summer was for me the light has shined upon my life I want to react in faith to a God who's speaking to my heart here today and I want to rid myself of the darkness in my life if that's you here tonight, you want me to pray for you from all those this place, I'm going to ask you very quickly to lift up your hand Culminate this sermon. And pray, God bless you, you. Can put your hand down. Anybody else? This is my last call. That we're going to pray. God bless you. God bless you. Anyone else? God bless you, sir. God bless you. God bless you. Anyone else? This is my last call. We're going to pray. God bless you, young lady. You can put your hand down. God bless you. You want to put? You want to be in clueless prayer? Let's all stand. Everybody standing. I pray this sermon has been illuminating to your life. Again, God put it upon my heart a couple of weeks ago for tonight. I tried to change it because I wanted to do other stuff, but God has a way of moving through simple, simple sermons, shining the light upon us. As every head is, I'm going to ask those of you that raised your hand to take a second step. They begin to sing a song here. Those of you that raised your hand, I'm going to ask you to quickly step out of your seat and come and stand or kneel here at this altar. Let me pray for you. Let me pray for you. That's it. Quickly, come, those of you that raised your hand, even if you didn't. But you want to be included in this prayer. I'm going to ask you quickly to slip out of your seat. Make your way to this altar. I want to say a prayer for you. Let me be changed when I am That's again. it. Quickly come. Those of you that raised your hands, I'm going to ask you to slip out of your seat on this Christmas Eve service. Make your way under the altar. Let me pray for you. Let me be changed. As I draw near. Come, let me be. I'm gonna ask you to slip out of your seat. and Join with these that are already here. We're gonna say a prayer for you. To the glory of Lord. Anyone else if you need to come? The altar is still open. I'm gonna afford you that opportunity to come and kneel or stand here. Let me pray for you. To the that's it. Quickly come, set down, set down your arms. prayer for all of you that I hear and I understand the Spirit of God is moving in ministry and I want to put you back in the hands totally of the Spirit of God but I need for you to repeat this prayer after me, every one of you that I hear at this altar say Jesus your light has shown and displayed itself upon areas in my life that are very needful I need your light. I need to walk in the light and not in the darkness. Forgive me of all my sins. Forgive me of all my shortcomings, all my evil deeds, my evil thoughts. Forgive me. Allow me to respond as I have tonight in faith while I have the light because there can come moments and there will come moments when the light will be turned off and all I'm going to have is this memory of this time tonight in your presence Jesus I want more than anything else in this life to please you and you alone and you first be that light that guide in my life lead me and guide me into all truth in your name I pray amen let me say a prayer for all of you that are here. I'm going to ask those in the audience, who are a body ministry to stretch your hands for this way. Help us pray right now. There's some emergency cases here. Trust me, take my word for it. There's some emergency cases here. We got to pray them through. Father, right now we pray for the blood of Christ to be sprinkled upon every individual here. We thank you for the revelation of your Word, the revealing light that brings out things that we want to conceal. Even secret sins, Lord God, rid them of us. Rid them of us, Lord God. Rid us of them, Jesus. Let us walk in the light as you are in the light. Let us not hide from your presence. Lord, we don't want to live a life, Lord God, that is not pleasing to you. Help us and strengthen us. Empower us. Illuminate us, Jesus, on the inner man. Illuminate us, Jesus. Give us victory. Give us victory here on this Christmas Eve service. Give us victory in this Christmas Eve evening, Lord God. Give us victory. Father, I pray victory upon every individual here. Forgiveness of sins, cleansing of all unrighteousness. And a newness of life for the coming new year. Let us start it off right. Let us start it off correctly, Jesus. Let there be light. Let there be light. That we would not take your gospel lightly. Hallelujah. To the presence of a holy God. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Jesus. Hallelujah. 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 Light reveals reality the reality of life is we need Jesus we need Jesus hallelujah and he even needs us that's why he created us in his likeness and his image to have fellowship with us to walk with us, to talk with us this Christmas, tonight, tomorrow don't exile Jesus let him have fellowship in your household put him first Offer him a plate of your food. If he doesn't eat it, bring it to me. Hallelujah. I'll help represent him. Praise God. We have fellowship with Jesus. This Christmas, let there be light. Silent light. Hallelujah. Man, the presence of God is so rich here tonight. Hallelujah. 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 You know what I feel led to do? I want to pray for those of you that have needs. You don't have to come over here. But those of you who have a need upon your life, whatever it might be, maybe it's financial, maybe it's physical, maybe it's, you know, social, family, you know, whatever it might be, I'm going to ask you to raise your hand. I want to take advantage of the opportunity of the anointing that's here right now. Father, we're celebrating Christmas at a time where we give gifts. I ask right now, Lord, because I sense this is what you want to do. You want to give gifts to your church. You want to give gifts to your people. Send healing right now, Jesus. Make us every withhold. Send forgiveness. Send illumination, Lord God. Send, Lord God, whatever is needed here today, Lord God. Some have a financial need. Open up the windows of heaven, prod a blessing that won't even be able to contain. They will be able to testify about it, Lord God. I've heard so many testimonies this past couple of weeks of how you provided financially, monetarily. Do us such again. You're the same today, yesterday, and forever socially Lord God get people back together that Lord God especially in families that were drifting apart families Lord God that were losing their love that were taking each other for granted devil you're a liar you have no place in those families you have no place devil you have no place they belong to Jesus let there be relationships like never before especially in the families that are represented here tonight and those that are keeping you first Jesus I ask this in the mattress, precious, powerful, illuminating name of Jesus Christ of Nazareth. Kalalala Sando. Kalalala